Welcome, folks, to The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Every week, diving deep into the truth of Catholic social teaching and restoring all things in Christ. The Uncommon Good is on the air. I'm Bo Bonner. I'm Dr. Bud Marr. And we are coming to you from these United States of America, here in the middle of the country, Des Moines, Iowa, where we both work at a college also in the middle of Des Moines, Mercy College of Health Sciences, where I'm the Senior Advisor for Mission Initiatives and uh, the Director for the Center for Human Flourishing. Bud, what do you do at the old ball game? I'm the Associate Provost there. At Mercy College in Des Moines, in Iowa, in these United States. Thank you for listening to the show and being with us during this Advent season. We are glad to have you with us. So, um, we are in the season of Advent. Last week we talked to you about the first week of Advent, so this one, Bud... Can people guess what we're going to do? That's right. Second week of Advent. Second week of Advent coming at you. But before we get to that, we can talk about uh, who underwrites our show, Mercy College of Health Sciences, as aforementioned, uh, mchs.edu to go check out all that we're doing. Now, Bud, what all we're doing right now, mostly for our students and everyone, is wrapping up the semester. Uh, I always think it's funny that you know, our culture kind of skips immediately ahead to Christmas because they want it to happen so bad. Uh, but the, the people who really get the idea of, you know, pregnant waiting, that they have to really like suffer a bit before the fun, I always think of students who really kind of have to live an Advent style of life here uh, in the month of December. Yeah, we talk about a race to the finish line, but in academics, it's really true. And, uh, you know, if you may have procrastinated on some parts of your academic work, it makes that last um, part of the semester very frenetic. Great thing about Mercy College of Health Sciences, I think supportive, caring faculty who are helping students make it to the finish line. But uh, that's this time of year. Um, so for the students, I think if they want to lean into that Advent waiting and uh, what word am I looking for? Meditation. They do have to wait until after their final exams. Yeah, you come out of Thanksgiving, and uh, there really is the already not yet. Like, you want yeah. to already be done with the semester, but it is not yet done. Uh, and uh, everyone who works at the college uh, live in that with the students because they want to make sure that folks are ready to go, uh, ready to uh, not only go into a restful, hopeful semester, but uh, that uh, semester break, I should say, uh, but that that semester really... Uh, changes folks, uh, prepares them for the good work that all of our students end up doing. MCHS.edu, that's Mercy College, underwrites our show. Thank you for underwriting our show. And thanks for everybody who goes checks it out uh, in order to imagine themselves extending that healing ministry of Christ like the Sisters of Mercy did. So, Bud, as already previewed, uh, we're talking about Advent. Um, you know, you, you get done with Turkey Day, and that week after, you know, it's, it's sort of exciting uh, Advent starts. There's like what Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, mm. Juggling Wednesday. I don't know. I think they all have a name at this point. But you get to that second week of Advent, bud, and sometimes I think sometimes it's hard for people to uh, stay excited. Uh, you know, it's where the waiting part really seems to weigh down on people, to be a bad pun. Um, so, what are we going to try to shock the system to help them wake up to waiting uh, on the show today? Well, yeah, last week on last episode's show, we talked about that uh, New Testament imperative where we're called to wait and some of what that looks like. I think today we're going to flesh it out specifically in this, like we could talk about our own day and age as the age of the church or maybe like the apostolic age because Christ has come. But what does it look like now to 
lean into that apocalyptic apocalyptic that's hard to say apocalyptic character of our life in Christ. I think that that word, you know, we brought it up last week yeah. and um people of course apocalyptic sounds like it's um heavy metal or <laughs> some sort of um uh horror movie show something like this, but the idea of revealing, right? And so if we were talking about the soonness of um the waiting that like it will be sooner than you think that the Christ come that Christ comes in history and mystery and uh in in time you know at the end of the world um uh, in glory I should say it's also not just about soon it's about being seen can we see the day coming yeah. can we see it revealed in our life now so we must be patient and await and await get that eager patient waiting but we also must open our eyes in this season and begin to see so that's what we're going to be talking about today on The Uncommon Good, the sort of sight aspect, the apocalyptic aspect of Advent. Stick around. Bo Bonner, Dr. Bud Marr, joining you this Wednesday. Happy that you're listening to us. We'll be back right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from PDM Company. PDM is a full-service packaging company that can source all materials from suppliers to packaging and warehousing the finished product and ship the product to your customers. Learn more at pdmcompany.com. The letters pdmcompany.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dr. David Ball from Des Moines Eye Surgeons, your total eye care specialist specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care. Des Moines Eye Surgeons, 515-255-3546, dmisurgeons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Back with the Uncommon Good, Bob Bonner and Dr. Budmar joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. We are talking about Advent Week 2, particularly talking about the apocalyptic aspect of waiting here in the season of preparation for Christmas. So last week we really did emphasize that idea of soon, the soonness of all this coming and the expectant waiting uh, that we are called to do and practice and cultivate during this season. To bring up the apocalypse, uh, I'll, I'll throw that over to Bud to get at the, the clearest sense here soon. But just from the readings of the Mass uh, for this Sunday, uh, it has everything to do with sight and seeing. So last week we talked about at the very ending of the book uh, of the reading for Isaiah, and Isaiah figures big time, of course, in Advent. Um, we were called to walk in the light of the Lord, right? So that on, on taking that path of walking forward, the light of the Lord shines on us and, and gives us that sort of patience. Um, but light also is what helps us see. So let's go to the ending of the reading uh, for this week, uh, which is Isaiah 11, where we get um, after like the, the sort of uh, topsy-turvy events where the world is going to be turned upside down in the day of the Lord. Uh, we get, there shall be no more harm or ruin on all my holy mountain for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the sea. Now here's the operative part. On that day, the root of Jesse set up as a signal for the nations, the Gentiles shall seek out for his dwelling shall be glorious. So, but I think this idea of a signal set out for the nations has everything to do with apocalypse. Well, this, this is an idea that's really like grown in my mind since becoming Catholic. So I, 
I grew up in a Christian tradition that really didn't have the same sense that Catholics do of like sacred space and of the sacrificial character of worship. And they would point to passages sometimes. So we think to John four, when Jesus encounters the Samaritan woman, um, and she, she asked him this question, like my people worships on this mountain, the Jews say we should do so in Jerusalem where like, what's the right answer. And Jesus says, there will come this day where people from all nations will worship in spirit and truth. And so you read a passage like that and some Christians will interpret it and that and say like, well, there's really no more sense of like sacrifice or temple or sacred space, this sort of thing. But I think in a, in a robustly Catholic understanding our Lord wasn't tossing out the idea of sacred space, but talking about the true character of worship. And to point this out, I turn to a passage like John 2, where when Jesus uh, cleanses the temple and says, like, zeal for the house of the Lord has consumed me, the religious leaders ask for a sign. He says, if you tear down the temple, um, tear down the temple and my father will rebuild it in three days. And they think he's talking about the physical temple there, but... Um, you know, the writer of the fourth gospel inserts and says like after uh, Christ's death and resurrection, uh, the disciples realized he was speaking of his own body. So what does this have to do with apocalypse? Well, when we use the term apocalyptic, a lot of times we have in our minds like the end of time. Like if it's an apocalyptic book, it has to deal with the end of things. And yet we say that Christianity already has an apocalyptic character. Well, if we think about apocalypse as this idea of unveiling, are pulling back the curtain, it's all connected to worship. So yes, we're waiting for the second return of Christ, but at each celebration of the Mass, especially on Sundays, each Sunday being a little Easter, we already have an unveiling. We're taking up into heaven, as it were. And so the Mass, um, you know, speaking very, um, like almost literally in some way, is the fulfillment of temple worship under the Old Covenant. The temple was a sacramental means by which people were given a glimpse of the presence of God. We experience the same sort of thing, but in a fuller measure where, you know, Christ being present on each altar of the world is, um, is truly God's presence mediated to us. So I don't know when I think about apocalypse, when I think about the unveiling of Christ that happens each Sunday. And then as we spread the gospel, like each church that we build with its altar, with its tabernacle is in a sense, or like a very real sense, extending the presence of Christ around the world. It's an apocalypse now. Absolutely. Not just not just a movie, folks. Uh, a real description of the liturgy and the Catholic faith. To go back to that part of Isaiah where it goes, on that day the root of Jesse, set up as a signal for the nations, the Gentiles shall seek out, for his dwelling shall be glorious. You know, some of you right now have probably started setting up Jesse trees, um, which is this practice in Advent of seeing how the Old Testament... Um, is figuratively of the coming realities of the grace of Christ. So this, this reading is, is ancient for the church in Advent, precisely because of this idea that on that day, the root of Jesse, so the root of Jesse almost always as a signal of Jesus, uh, that Jesus is the full bloom of the root of Jesse, but that's set up as a signal for the nations, but that the nations, right, Gentiles, that shall seek out for his dwelling should be glorious, I don't know a better verse to talk about Jesus in the Eucharist in the liturgy, that yeah. here is the signal for all of the people and that they'll seek this out from uh, the blossom of the root of Jesse and will dwell with him in his glory, right? The glory of his temple, the glory of the resurrected Christ uh, that is that we encounter in the Eucharistic body. 
So this idea of being able to to see, and I always found this interesting that in medieval um, piety for the liturgy, even just getting to look at the sacrament, that's why in the liturgy it's raised up, right? So that it can be seen that we, you know, let's be honest, this came up big time in sort of the arguments about... um, what are we all going to do uh, with liturgy during uh, the, 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 shut, the lockdowns at the beginning of the pandemic? And then there was ideas about like spiritual communion and things like this. What's spiritual communion if you can't literally take it? But the medievals even thought even if they weren't sacramentally prepared, right, they hadn't been to confession to go consume the Eucharist, they all thought that there was something that occurred just by looking. And this is why even at the medieval cathedrals where they have multiple masses happening, you know, the, the use of bells came about so that you could ring and turn your head to a consecrated host and look upon it. Appearance uh, is, a, is a strong, reoccurrent motif in Advent season because Christ appears, God appears in the world uh, under uh, the, the sign, as it were, of, of this baby. Of course, truly uh, the, the Son of Man and the Son of God, like, all of that, like, like doctrinally, I'm not trying to say this uh, uh, to make any difference in that, but of course, that now because he is a man, we can see God when before no one could see God and live. So this idea in Advent of an apocalypse of things now being revealed because the veil is torn away, that's what Advent, all of the readings get at this. So even when you read the gospel this week from Matthew, John the Baptist appeared. Now everything else, you know, goes on to all of the cool stuff he does. He's telling them to repent, all of the cool clothes and the weird stuff he's eating, the really... Uh, heavy metal, like, you know, uh, the fleshing floor, all of this stuff. But I don't think we dwell enough on that first line, bud. John the Baptist appeared. And his appearance, prophetically, sounds everything else about what Isaiah was talking about. The root of Jesse is going to be set up as a signal now, right? Because his forerunner has come. John the Baptist appeared. He could be seen. And he warned the people that the one that he's not fit to untie his sandal would be seen among them soon. That is the apocalypse consummate with the Advent season. Uh, The time is now. The appearance is in our midst. Are we looking or are we asleep? And once you start reading the Bible in this light and entering deeper into this mystery, these mysteries, it's pretty amazing. You know, you think back all the way to the binding of Isaac, where God gives the command to Abraham to sacrifice his only son. And uh, in that narrative, you know, Isaac, Abraham's um, only son, takes the, the the wood of the sacrifice up the mountain. Um, and when they're traveling up the mountain, he says to his father, like, uh, so we've got the wood, we've got the knife. Like, where is, uh, where is the animal for sacrifice? And uh, Abraham tells Isaac, like, God will provide the lamb. You know, the scribes... Um, um, the, the Jewish scribes, when they read that passage, they noted that at the end of the passage that Abraham sees a ram in the thicket, and this ram is a substitute for Isaac. So Isaac's life is, of course, spared. But they noted that um, there that, um, like, you know, it's a, it's a ram and not a lamb. Uh, when Christian interpreters saw that passage, they said, like, there's this partial fulfillment of what Abraham says to his son. But the consummate fulfillment of that passage is when again an only son takes the wood of the cross you know he's the lamb of god and offers his own life as a sacrifice for sins abraham names that mountain jehovah jireh the place where god provided or god is seen and that mountain later became connected to the place where the temple was built and the place from which calvary could be seen 
So all of those passages, like the binding of Isaac, the building of the temple, uh, our, our Lord's sacrifice at Calvary became bound together for Christian interpreters um, that God provided this, this one perfect ultimate sacrifice, which saved us from our sins. And I guess what we're saying is like during Advent, um, you know, it's, it's perhaps the most apt season to ask God for the ability to see the world in that light. Why is it so important to say like, well, we, we set aside time for God to be seen, for God to manifest his presence to us. That's how the world is transformed. The sacrifice of Calvary is the center of history and each coming of Christ in our midst, you know, at the mass, but also like, I think in a special particular way at Christmas, you know, we start to enter into those mysteries. Like we become what we consume and, and then the life of God is transmitted through us out into the world. Um, Advent is just, you know, a really powerful season for entering into those mysteries. I think that uh, as we get here to the break, you know, the prayer, if you want to know one for Advent, that one prayer is uh, to be given the patience to learn to wait um, like the people who waited during Advent. But another one is to see, can we see when the, when the baby wrapped in a manger comes, will we be able to see Christ in the unexpected place? This is the uncommon good. Uh, Bo Bonner and Dr. Budmar stick around and we'll be back right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Would you like to get more involved as a volunteer? InterVisions Healthcare empowers at-risk women facing an unplanned pregnancy to make life-affirming decisions. But our nursing staff can't do it alone. Our unplanned pregnancy clinic seeks dedicated advocates, receptionists, and nursing volunteers to meet the needs of hundreds of at-risk patients we see each year. If you are a people person who wants to help moms with unplanned pregnancies, contact us today at 515-440-2273 or visit IVHcare.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from John Leonetti, EOS Implementer, the entrepreneurial operating system, helping businesses and organizations clarify, simplify, and achieve their vision. John.Leonetti at EOSWorldwide.com. back with the Uncommon Good, Bob Bonner and Dr. Budmar joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. We are talking about the second week of Advent, Apocalypse Now. Uh, don't sue us any film companies. Those two words claimed by Christianity long before you use them. Uh, so we're not talking about helicopters or, uh, uh, was it Colonel Kurtz? What's that's where he set the um, where the the planes are flying into the beach or whatever. It's like yeah, dun, 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 dun. No. yeah, the, yeah. The horror, the horror. No, we're not talking about that. Uh, we're talking about apocalypse in the sense of God revealing Himself now, uh, not only in this season, but even how uh, this can help us with the mass. But how the mass, I think, can yeah. help us understand um, the season as well. You know, uh, finishing up with one more reading from uh, the the Sunday, uh, the second Sunday in Advent. This is from Romans. Um, Paul goes, welcome one another then as Christ welcomed you for the glory of God. For I say that Christ became a minister of the circumcised to show God's truthfulness, to confirm the promises to the patriarchs, but so that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. So on one end of this way in which Advent celebrating that Christ uh, prepared as the root of Jesse in, in, among the Hebrew people, has now come for all people. But one more time, Bud, to, 
to really focus on this idea that the apocalypse is about revealing and showing. I say that Christ became a minister of the circumcised to show God's truthfulness and to confirm the promises to the patriarchs. That's what this season is also about. So we've, we talked about waiting last week, but being prepared to see, to see the promises of God coming in Jesus Christ, both in that manger in history, but in our hearts, in the liturgy, and at the end of time, which I think all of this starts to encompass. And But I guess the last thing to like really note um, here as we finish up is, there is ways in which the secular celebration of this season gets this right. You know, there's a lot of talk about waiting. You know, there's all yeah. sorts of secular hymns about waiting for Christmas time. But there's also an emphasis on being seen. You know, these are the darkest days of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. But think how much like Christmas lights, candles, all of that plays a big motif. Because even in the secular celebration, there's this deep-seated yearning for a light to see what we're all waiting for. Yeah, I think uh, the popularity of Christmas lights is probably our secular culture, like having this kind of impulse, you know, and wanting to enter into Christmas, but maybe not knowing it. Um, for myself, you know, I'll admit, Bo, like I can be kind of a spiritual weenie and it's it's a small thing, but like when Advent rolls around, I'm grateful for the change and in, in the colors of vestments and things. And we entered into that season of violet. But, um, you know, I think there's a way, there's a way that we can overdo Advent, that's probably not the main spiritual danger today. But, you know, I, I think it's kind of natural as Christmas approaches, like your kids will want to, like, decorate a Christmas tree or, like, start to enter into the festivities and things like this. But as Catholics, I think it's so important to find little ways to set aside time for that reflective, meditative facet of, 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 of Advent. And then as we're talking about, like, the liturgy as an apocalypse now, I think treating Advent as a sort of, like, Lent on this side of the calendar year where we say we encounter Christ in a special way in the liturgy, but also looking for ways to encounter him in the least of these uh, through almsgiving, through acts of service. So I think this is also um, a very appropriate season for corporal acts of mercy as well. And I think that the sort of impulse of giving that occurs during this year is one more way in which um, the seen part of the apocalypse that Christ reveals himself through his poor ones, through those in need. And while we're learning to wait, we have to learn to see, too. The apocalypse, as you say, is now. Um, and as we prepare for the ultimate apocalypse at the end of time, uh, we recall that foundational of all apocalypse when Christ appeared um, as a child among all of us, but the continuous one. We're at the liturgy, yes, but also in our lives, we await for Christ to appear uh, in our hearts. This is the uncommon good. May Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, reign in our hearts, our family, city, state, nation, uh, solar system, galaxy, the whole kit and caboodle. This is the uncommon good. And we'll be back next week. But if folks want to be a part of the prayer life here on Iowa Catholic Radio, what are ways they can do so? Please do, do join us in prayer. We pray the rosary together on air 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. The Divine Mercy Chapel at 2.55 in the afternoon. You can also use the Iowa Catholic Radio app to pray the rosary Anytime, anywhere. And if you want to be a part of the goings-on here in the Diocese of Des Moines, uh, you can go to iowacatholicradio.com to check all this stuff out. But two that are immediately coming up that you need to turn your attention to if you're going to make sure to make them, uh, the next Man Up West Power Lunch is Friday, December 9th at noon, St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines with Cy Kellett, host of Catholic Answers Live. Lunch will be provided by Chick-fil-A, or you're welcome to bring your own. And then, of course, the dinner in December, Saturday, December 10th at Embassy Suites downtown with Cy Kellett. 
uh, from Catholic Answers Live answers qu- the question, whatever happened to the modern world? I um, mean, you need to go to iowacatholicradio.com or call 515-223-1150 uh, to see um, if there's still available uh, room. Uh, but, of course, um, you need to start planning this now. This isn't close, but it's going to be here before you know it. The Iowa Catholic Radio 15th Anniversary Footprints of God Pilgrimage to the Holy Land with Steve Ray, Matt Wilkham, and Father PJ McManus. November 2023, but you really need to start talking now about getting those plans squared away. And But this season is one of giving. Uh, we can all say the sort of things people you know hear a lot that you know giving is better than receiving. Um, but if you have a gift in mind here at the end of the year, please keep in mind Iowa Catholic Radio. Um, we are a ministry that doesn't exist except through your generosity, and we're very thankful um, for all the time, talent, and treasure you offer. But please prayerfully consider doing that again. Call 515-223-1150 or go to iowacatholicradio.com and hit the donate button. Well, bud, um, keep on trucking with this Advent. I hope you have a very patient and watchful Advent, and uh, we'll talk next week. Yeah, Advent moves very quickly. I'm trying not to blink. (laughs) This is The Uncommon Good, and we'll be back next week. The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr is heard every week on wonderful Catholic stations like this one and anytime on podcast. Just search for The Uncommon Good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and The Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences. Learn more at mchs.edu.